We all love the chance to think through how to do something differently and express originality. But most days, most work feels very basic. Why do organizations have so much trouble facilitating employee creativity? In this episode, we are discussing how to become a creative superstar. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my dear father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. So, this past Christmas, we all got together. Uh, we live on opposite sides of the U.S., so it was fun to be together this Christmas as siblings. And I remember this conversation I overheard you having with my oldest brother about moving to California, where he lives. And I quickly interjected, uh, nope, that's never going to happen. And he, in turn, taught me a very important and uh, probably more respectful approach to other people's ideas. And it is the yes, but and approach where you don't immediately shut down someone's idea, but build upon it by saying yes, and or yes, but. <laughs> well, he, pre he proceeded uh, to use this over the whole Christmas break. <laughs> On every idea. Right. Yes. And there was a lot of creative thinking going on because of it. <laughs> but that is actually one very good approach within teams for encouraging creativity, which is what we are going to explore today. You know, Bree, one of the best parts of my job is I get to spend time in a variety of different organizations and experience their culture. Uh, for the last several years, our firm, Zinger Folkman, has been working with an advertising agency involved in broadcast, digital, social, mobile, and analytics. You can feel the creative energy from this firm just by walking through their offices. This culture of creativity did not just happen. It was carefully cultivated and developed by excellent leaders whose behavior supported this energy from the start. Now, the organization was just as committed to developing people as it was to producing award-winning work. We have collected assessments from their leaders over the years, and recently we asked them if they could identify their top 10 most creative superstar leaders. <laughs> so this was a nice piece of research for me. Yeah. <laughs> Our question was, what are those leaders doing that the other leaders didn't do? You know, What did they do to create this innovative, culture and, and innovative uh, direct reports. So you were able to analyze this precious data, comparing the creative superstars with the other leaders, and you discovered six key capabilities that differentiated these creative superstars from the rest of the leadership pack. So number one was, and it should be not shocking to anybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis, the ability to inspire and motivate others. It constantly is up there, right? It really is. And if you think about, can we push people to be creative or do we need to pull them? <laughs> yeah, and inspire them. Now, uh, research shows that creative thinking 
is more cognitively demanding than logical thinking. And when I read that, I was just so happy because I consider myself more of a creative, the right brain than the left brain person. <laughs> but it takes a lot of work. It engages more parts of the brain across the left and right hemispheres to be creative and places higher demands on working memory. So inspiring people to perform at their peak is vital for creativity. So how did these leaders inspire? Well, they did it in creative and unconventional ways that energized others. They encouraged and challenged people to use their strengths and cultivated an atmosphere where people were not afraid of failure. They felt supported. They were cheerleaders in many different ways. You know, there weren't very many creative leaders in cultures where everybody was just droning on work, 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 right? Yeah. <laughs> you need that inspiration. Uh, number two is this willingness to take on challenging goals. Creative superstar leaders were more likely to take initiative, to go above expectations, and take on challenging goals. Challenging goals put a person at risk. Some leaders look to find assignments that are easy to accomplish. But if you think about that, if you could do this job in your sleep, you don't need creativity. <laughs> See, the, the, the fascinating thing about challenging goals is it puts you in that situation where you've got to do something different. It, you can't just do this thing easily. You need something, some edge, something addition. So taking on the challenging goals sort of creates that atmosphere where you have to do something different, something unique to bring into the mix. So they were kind of interesting in that regard. Plus, I think they liked the challenge. Mm. The third issue was communicating direction. Our data found that creative superstars were much better at keeping both the team and clients informed and up to date. It's easy to assume that everybody knows what's going on and everybody knows the current state of a project, but inevitably some people are confused and need more direction. Creative superstars keep communication flowing and they keep everyone on the same page and encourage that communication and collaboration every day. Yeah, I think they're not hogging the whole show. They're, they're listening to others. I came across this quote from a Stanford engineering professor, Robert Sutton, who suggested, quote, it should be management's mission to figure out how to get people to shut up at the right time. <laughs> But seriously, uh, some people in the room have better ideas. And these leaders, like I said, they knew how to listen, when to speak, and for lack of better words, shut up. They provided a space for good communication to flow through to get those, all those things done. The fourth area was anticipating problems. Now, it's not terribly difficult for people to anticipate problems. But too often, leaders get so caught up in doing the work that they fail to sit back and consider, eh, what could go wrong? What <laughs> else should we be doing? What, what might mess this project up? Creative superstars were excellent anticipators. They would pull back enough to look around the corner and prepare for unanticipated problems or if they could be headed in the wrong direction. An excellent example of this is Kodak. 
Ah, yes. Well, they kept making the process of manufacturing and distributing chemically-based film more efficient instead of devoting attention to making the shift to digital photography. They became masters of a process, but they weren't solving the right problem. Creative people approach problems from a different angle. Fifth area is champions change. Change is difficult. Many people resist change. Those who resist change prefer predictability and knowing exactly what's next. While everyone enjoys a steady state, the creative superstars were willing to go a different direction, to try something new. They were quick to recognize situations where change was necessary and willing to be a champion for initiatives that were required. They were so effective at selling others on the value of changes and getting others on board. Yes. A key aspect of creativity is our ability to keep an open mind when we think we already have a potential solution in our head, like jumping to, oh, yeah, just solve it like this. This HBR article I read talked about Franz Johnson, who is the author of The Medici Effect. He did all of these interviews with people who were doing highly creative work in many different fields. And he found that innovation is more likely to happen when people of different disciplines, backgrounds, and areas of expertise share their thinking. You're going to get better results, better problem solving when you hear and look at all the different perspectives and don't just jump to conclusions. Well, it's true. And they, they, they come from it from a different angle and they can see it from a different perspective, right? Yeah. So the last thing these creative superstars did was they improve on new ideas rather than discouraging them. So they were probably <laughs> masters of that yes, but, and approach I talked about at the beginning. <laughs> Too often, creative people want to be the source of all creative ideas. They want to be the creative mastermind. So they discourage others from sharing. But these creative superstar leaders are the opposite of this because they encouraged and they embraced ideas from others. They believe that the more people involved, the better the solution is going to become. And they build on ideas from others rather than discouraging the input they receive, just like we were talking about. But I will add to this that research found, and I thought this is really interesting because we always think that we should, you know, come together to brainstorm and that as we gather a bunch of people and a bunch of ideas and the best thing's going to happen. But they actually found that nominal brainstorming where you as an individual team member, you're going to go think independently before sharing your ideas consistently outperforms traditional group brainstorming, especially for diverse teams. So Next time you're going to get together as a group to brainstorm, take some time before on your own to do your own thinking and brainstorming. Right. And ask your team members to do the same. Yes. As we review the characteristics of creative superstar leaders, it's clear that these leaders are highly skilled at bringing people together, working as a team, and making sure that everyone is on the same page. Many creative individuals have the opposite inclinations. They want to come up with the ideas independently. They have a good deal of pride in their personal ownership of ideas and content. In effect, they want to sign their art. 
Individuals like this are a key part of a creative team, but when they're asked to lead a team, they often fail. The other characteristics that stand out strongly is the openness to change. The key to being a successful creative leader then involves a willingness to change and a strong desire to work with and through others above all other traits. In other words, yes and but. but. <laughs> Absolutely. The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.